0: Hello, Chelsea fans, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Roman's Empire podcast. Another good weekend. Yeah, another episode where we're going to be happy again. Yeah, yeah. so uh, another another You're talking about Game of Thrones? Or are you talking about oh, the Premier League weekend?
1: It was overall such a good weekend. It was a great weekend. Yeah. You know,
0: Arsenal got absolutely smacked. Like, their pants were pulled down and their bare ass was smacked by the hug master Jurgen Klopp. Like... <laughs> Like how 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 cozy does one of those clop hugs look? Like like I can't hate the guy. It's it's really hard for me to hate on him, but for nothing to Liverpool. that was yeah, that was really nice to watch. That's I mean, embarrassing. I, of
1: course I wouldn't be rooting for Liverpool unless they would be playing against a team Arsenal. like Arsenal, but yeah. you know, they actually looked really well. They actually looked really good. Liverpool looked good Tottenham drew
0: again to Burnley. Yeah, I don't know
1: if it if we can attribute that, you know, to how good Liverpool is or how how shit, shit Arsenal, Arsenal is. is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a little thing maybe a little bit of both. You know, well, Tottenham also tied to Burnley, so Burnley looks like the giant slayers, huh? Like, yeah. So and, uh, that's always nice, and their Wembley record is still worse than the Patriots' Wembley. Record. Yeah, we'll we'll like we we'll, we'll repeat that. Week. We'll repeat that sad until it's it's broken <laughs> until they finally yeah. win one game at Wembley. So big weekend for Chelsea. So you know a lot of people tipped this Everton match to be like. It would a test tough, of our, right? you know, like to see how we bounce Especially, back. Especially,
1: you know, after Everton put up a pretty good fight against Man City, you know,
0: ultimately drawing, but and how we know. put up a good, um, a good match against Tottenham last yeah. week. So they wanted to see how we responded. Are we fakers or are we still the same, you know, champions of England that we were last mm. year? We sure looked like champions this week, Zach. We did. So, uh, Chelsea two, Everton zero. Um, I'm not gonna lie. This uh, this scoreline flattered Everton. Yeah, it really did because we were absolute crap in the final third. But we'll get to talking to that. So, starting lineup: um, we had Aspi, Luis, and Rüdiger um, as our back three. Um, Alonzo, Conte, Fabregas came back into the side next to Conte. Um, Moses, right wing back, and then William, Pedro, and Murata. Um. So I mean I guess let's just dive right into it. Um, I know we were talking about this before the pod, but Fabregas is magic, huh, Sam?
1: Great job, man. I mean, I I was kind of like just looking down, you know, on him after the the red card he got a couple of th- uh, games ago. He he didn't really play particularly well, and I thought like maybe he had lost a little pep in his step. Um, but he. You know, and especially after bringing in Bakyoko, I thought like it would be you know one of the last we'd see of Fabregas, but as a boy, starter, boy, yeah, yeah, as a starter at least. But boy, did he prove me wrong? I mean, yeah, he, the old you know Fabregas that we have come to know, you know, throughout the years that he's played for all these different teams, he's, it, it came out the passing that he did was marvelous. You know that the, of course the goal,
0: the one touch, you know, you know was, that, that was that was. I had to rewind it after he scored because I was curious to see if he actually intended to just like – he didn't even really – he didn't even redirect the ball. He just put his foot under the ball and just kind of let it Hit it With dink. the outside
1: of the foot. I mean, Yeah, I, it
0: just kind of dinked I think, it in. I think
1: the thing about him is that that is just so natural to him now. It's yeah. just a reflex that when it do- he does it, it's it's hard to tell whether he does it on purpose or not. I mean that, that whole goal even started off with the – amazing pass by Fabregas to William in the corner I mean yeah. just, like if you see that like you it, know, it just, was
0: just a nice interchange his
1: vision is you know something that like that's obviously missing when Bakioko's playing out there mm-hmm. but um you know even Conte has has said it uh, Antonio Conte that Fabregas really definitely needs to uh you know learn some some defense from N'Golo Conte, But, um, you know, obviously N'Golo Conte
0: can take some notes from Cesc Fabregas as well. Offensively, definitely. So, you know, like, here's here's where I get off with Fabregas is I've never seen, you know, a player who could utilize all three areas of the pitch um, when we have possession of the ball so effectively. So, like... I mean, he he basically has a license to roam, and we saw it against Everton. He dropped deep. Sometimes he'd drop all the way back um, in between the center backs to collect the ball. He'd play long balls. He could sit in the middle of the pitch and just, you know, play a couple flicks and short passes. Or he could play as a number 10. I remember, you know, even at Barcelona, he played a little bit of false nine, which is interesting. Um, not saying, like, you know, we need to go put him at a false nine, but uh-huh. it just goes to show, like... He's, he has like a natural ability. He he kind of he kind of reminds me of, you know, like those random dudes that you play like pickup ball with, and some guy just pulls up, you know, barely speaks a lick of English, and just absolutely destroys you with zero <laughs> zero athleticism whatsoever. That yeah, that's Cesc Fabregas. He's not gonna beat you with his athleticism. No, that's for no, 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 sure. He's definitely not. But, um, you know, it was just he does this. He does this. A couple of times a season, where he just takes over a game and his head and shoulders, you know, like he's just a magician, like like no pun intended. Like it's a perfect word to describe him as a player. Mm-hmm. So it was Cesky. It was very Cesky. So you like that? Sec- Sexy. Sesky. Yeah, Sexy, yeah, yeah. It was, it was only a play on word for yeah. those easy. He didn't get it. it was... well, that's a good one. You yeah, know, the one. funny,
1: the funny fact. Uh, so Fabregas has created 4.24 chances per game this this season, and Conte creates 0.67 per game. So it creates, uh, and then in contrast, like we said before, Angola mm-hmm. uh, Conte makes 3.33 tackles a game, and Fabregas has yet to make a tackle this season. This Premier League or, season, or or an interception, zero. Well, it's kind of zero interceptions, but it's a give and take. I mean, like. I honestly think that if you combine the the two of them,
0: like they would that be would like be like the ultimate midfielder. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, it would
1: be something but you know, that what do you what do you prefer? Do you do you like this uh do you prefer our 3-4-3 or did you like how we had a 3-5-2 last week and you know with with Bakioko Kanté and in it this instead?
0: I'm 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 a firm believer if it's not broken, don't fix it. So uh-huh. like our 3-4-3 is great. Um the only issue is is that our second most talented player which in my opinion is Fabregas just doesn't fit this 3-4-3 and I've said it before and I'm always you know it's it, my mind's not going to change a 3-4-3 doesn't suit a midfielder who has you know little to no pace yeah um Kanté can't be doing his work you know, like like even can't Cla- put a box. Yeah, I mean, even Claude Makélélé said this week. You know, he's like Ingolo Conte, something along the lines of like Engolo Conte has to change the way he plays, otherwise he won't be able to play into his thirties. Well, he needs to stop playing next to Fabregas by himself. <laughs> Maybe that'll extend his career. So like he's I think because he's playing for one and a half players, pretty much. <laughs> basically, so like I think I honestly think for the Premier League, the three four three is effective and it's proven and it works and we have it down to a T. But I think for Champions League a three five two against like the stronger sides, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later, like, you know. Um when we face a side that has a lot of attacking ability and star power, three is ideal with Bakioko and Conte just like as the most insane shield in yeah, front of our back on and, um, and then having Fabregas play like a number ten.
1: That that's that's what I'm I kinda of favor, honestly, because like you said, I don't I just don't like watching Conte and Fabregas side to side uh I mean next to each other in you know in that 3-4-3 three, three. I'd rather have it like a 3-5-2 where Sesk is playing more of like a like a 10 yeah. and uh you know you have the other two guys behind him um you know but again like you said if it ain't broke don't fix it and I, I'm I'm with you on that one as well The
0: thing is is Fabregas is just too good to not play yeah. like 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 he's too good to come off he he might be the best player bench player in world football like like the only other you know the other names that come to mind when i think of of bench players is like Thomas Müller mm-hmm. and Marco Asensio you know you it's know like,
1: he, last year Fabregas was our uh he was our leading assist uh, maker with 12 mm-hmm. and he only started in 13 games
0: which yeah, is incredible it's, it's and, nuts
1: you know, I mean, like that—that's just the kind of stuff that you're gonna get from him. And also, fun fact: he's either scored or assisted in 14 goals in his last 13 Premier uh, starts at Stanford Bridge. Damn, you're or on a... Premier League games at Stanford Bridge. Yeah,
0: nice on your stat game. I did,
1: I did a little bit of research, but um,
0: I got a I got a nice stat about the yeah. next player. So like, home, especially, uh, yeah, speaking of th- this was like, and and it, this is interesting because I, I my personal opinion was Fabregas was the man of the match, but apparently the fans voted Alvaro Morata as man of the match. So, like, it makes sense, I guess, if you're looking at it statistically, because mm-hmm. he had a goal and, and an he assist. Could, yeah, so he, he attributed it to both goals. But he's actually the first player to score an assist in their first two home Premier League fixtures, which is interesting. Legendary. It is legendary. <laughs> Hopefully, it's the beginning of a legend. So, two goals, two assists in his first three matches. So, you think you think he's
1: starting to get the pace of the
0: Premier League, or...? I... I... Yes and no. So... There's a couple times where he received the ball in the game and his back was to goal and he didn't know how to back down a defender and utilize as little energy as possible and just use his strength. Instead, he would get the ball and do like a couple overs and unders and Mm -hmm. eventually like get kicked by someone. I think it was Ashley Williams one time. Maratha just did like two or three overs and he just kicked the crap out of him. Like, I think that's going to be a recurring theme this year, but. I, I, I do think he's going to get used to the pace of the Premier League eventually. I don't think he's there yet. I think it's going to be like around December, January, where we'll really see, like, Morata in full form. Again, he he's he hasn't been the main man on any of the teams he's been on because he's been on Juve and Real Madrid. Like, you can't... It's so hard to be the main man there.
1: I seriously think that Fabregas makes Morata that much better. Yeah. Because, I mean... I, like that chemistry already going on right now, you know that's that Spanish connection. I'm loving it. I mean, like you see it throughout the game, like all the chances that Fabregas try to make for him. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, of course, uh, Murata laying it off for him for the goal. Um, I think that's going to be something to keep. We have to keep our eye on for the rest of the season. That connection right there is going to be something beautiful.
0: You know, like we 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 gave Murata a lot of slack last week, like in the Tottenham match, right? Uh huh but i thought it was like well deserved so like in all fairness he didn't look like he was completely fit but that was you know i said last week that was the epitome of a london derby like like that was that was premier league in full effect in terms of physicality and you know what what the game physically requires you know uh, against everton he really didn't have to try hard but like the thing that i love is that His goal against Burnley and his goal against Everton were very, very similar. Just, you know, like a diagonal ball into the box, a little nice little clipped ball a short 6-yard dash and what a
1: pass by by Dave right
0: okay for people that say like <laughs> Dave can't cross the ball like that was, and the, the thing about the
1: like that cross is that it just it went the ball came to his feet he looked up and just immediately just like laid nice it play. in Yeah. it was
0: like it was and, on it was on a it was on a, a silver platter
1: yeah those like i think like normally they, they you know you need a little bit of time to you know lay that up it was just instant for him what, it like it, your natural reaction
0: i could be wrong but wasn't it dave that clipped in the ball to him against tottenham
1: no that was william
0: was it william oh okay well it's Mm -hmm. a very similar ball Mm -hmm. and we have you know william's great at crossing fabregas is great from those positions Mm -hmm. dave marcus alonso is really good victor moses is a decent crosser too like yeah we haven't had a forward that could that could dominate and score goals with his head consistently since the king of sanford bridge dda Drogba. right so like it's really nice to see that, that that we have a forward that could score different types of goals. It's really refreshing. Yeah.
1: I still think that he needs a little bit of uh, help, though, because he can't be our only striker again.
0: Once Hazard comes back, I'm really curious to see how that dynamic will mm-hmm. work out. Because if we have the creativity of Hazard and Fabregas playing behind someone as versatile as Maratha, because he is way more versatile than Diego Costa, mm-hmm. this, I, it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. So... Uh, Talking
1: about the other two guys up top last, uh, last game, William and Pedro, mm-hmm. they both, uh, put on a pretty lively performance. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to struggle in terms of creativity without Hazard, but you know, Pedro and William, they look pretty engaged and, you know, they worked hard. To, like I think Pedro particularly, uh, yeah, he, he had an ama- he he played really, really well, had a couple of chances that I thought like should have ended up in goals. Uh, but still, um, had a great, had a great uh, performance.
0: These are these are two guys where very rarely you hear Chelsea fans saying he is a waste of space, because when they're not contributing offensively, they're they have you know an insane amount of energy, and they're just workhorses. Um, and when they're firing offensively, I mean we know Pedro. Mm-hmm. I mean that guy could score. That guy could score out of nowhere. Right. He could score from the most ridiculous angle. And William, with his set piece ability, his pace, that that cute little flick when he like stops the ball and he like wiggles his right foot. I don't just think like, I don't
1: think enough Chelsea fans know? actually like appreciate William for the things that he does. And like yeah. this weekend, there was a little bit of a rumor about you know Barcelona trying he to get him. He would be you
0: know? perfect at Barcelona. That's... As much as I hate to say it, like.
1: But, like, you know, it's kind of, like, one of those things where, like, you know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And that kind of, like, just the thought of him leaving actually scared me. Yeah. Like, I really don't think that we can afford to lose him because of what he gives, you know, as far as, like, set pieces and, you know, down that right side. Like, you know, that creativity that he brings. I I love him. And I think he's he's just developed so well. I don't think we could
0: find a winger with whiter teeth either. (laughs) Uh, That's – maybe if we get – the only guy with whiter teeth I think is Firmino. But that guy's like that guy has veneers, right? Like, 100%. he probably does. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But when you start making money like that, you know. sh- I'm sure. <laughs> you know. Okay, so just going back, they both looked fairly decent in this game, but there was still something missing. Like, you know, William, as I said, he's a great crosser. He's a great passer. His finishing's gotten better. As you know, as he's played but, more, but he's not—he's not
1: that kind of guy. Not he's gonna...
0: not—he's not a playmaker, mm-hmm. and neither is Pedro. They could create for themselves, and William could play that final ball every now and then, but he can't do it as consistently as a guy like Hazard, oh. who's just like supernatural. Yeah, I
1: mean, really, like missing Hazard, like it shows. You know, like these guys are trying Important to step up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're really stepping up. They're really trying their best, and they're performing really well. But they're still like not be able to contribute the same
0: thing. It just shows you the differentiation in like a world class talent compared mm-hmm. to someone who's just Amazing. really 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 good. Yeah, and like and, and it's 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 really noticeable. Um, that was the point I was trying to make. So yeah, thank you so much. No, like, like, <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> yeah. It, it, when you miss a guy like Hazard and, and and you go into a match like this where teams are gonna sit back and try and defend, I mean, thankfully we broke through really early and Everton was very unconvincing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just, I don't know. You just realize like, damn, this guy's a fucking monster when he's, when he plays, you know, and Mm -hmm. not having him for these first three games and, you know, a very convincing win against a decent Everton side and, you know, one of the best London Derby wins in a really long time last week.
1: Yeah, it feels good. It feels really good. And then just to finish it off, our defense looked Mm -hmm. Really,
0: really good. I think they, and they had, had, like, one shot on target only. They game. had zero. Oh, zero? Yeah. Oh, wow. From what I'm reading right now. um, But they should have had one. There was one play <sighs> where Rooney played Sandro, like, clean in, and he just, like, whiffed it. Like, I think Rudiger was behind him, and somehow it deflected off Rudiger when yeah. he took the shot. So really easy
1: easy day for a Courtois, obviously. But I think that back three, um, putting uh, – David Luis back into the back three mm-hmm. um you know he he did he did uh seem to push forward a lot more than he used to
0: in the first half. It was really noticeable, mm-hmm.
1: and I think that uh has specifically has to do with conte's instruction, and I think that what he really liked what he saw uh mm-hmm. last week when he was able to push up a lot um but still like I, I love having rudiger back there with him. I mean, it's – it's our back three right now, like, we can there, switch in and out almost anyone. Yeah.
0: You know? And there, we had
1: Christensen on the bench, like
0: when, – When he came on, he did really well too. I mean, it's not like he had much to do to begin with. But, right. like, as a center back myself, like, it's the best situation to be in when you have too much competition for a center back. And you have, like, five guys who are honestly – you know, would be guaranteed starters on any other Premier League cl- any other Premier League side. I like, yeah. I think, like you know, you look at Manche- both Manchester clubs, you look at Liverpool, you look at Arsenal, you look at Tottenham. Tell me which one of our guys wouldn't automatically start in their starting eleven. Um, but you know, going back to what you're saying with David Luiz, I think not having Cahill in there allows Conte to play three ball playing center backs, and that just is versatility overload and we saw it in the first half where Aspi and Rudiger would drop off and would kind of dictate the tempo from the back line and almost play as a two center back set and David Luiz almost was like an auxiliary winger or like another midfielder on that left side like he mm-hmm. was pushing up and 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 that's that's something I think I would like to see person. I personally I would like to see it more because David Luiz for lack of a better term is a proper footballer like
1: And he and he didn't look like he wasn't making the same mistakes that he was he used to like no no he's definitely matured a lot as well he
0: has a cool head you could tell that you know that Champions League experience you know being you know one of the leaders on that Paris on that PSG side it it was it was huge for him and like I said he's a proper footballer like you could you could play the man anywhere except goal (laughs) did you see the video of him no I didn't Uh, he I think I think it was Eduardo and Caballero were like. You know, they were on this machine where, like, you drop the ball in and it shoots it at you and you have Uh to save it. David Luis, like, leaning against the post and he, like, looks at Eduardo and Eduardo's like, You want to try it? Yeah. (laughs) David Luis goes, stands there, and Willie, while while David Luis isn't looking, turns up the speed on it and drops a ball in and it just fires right at David Luis's head. He's like, Nah, fuck that. Sorry, guys. (laughs) David Luis is a character, man. He is a character. And it's a good thing to have. And, and like I said, it's a great issue to have. And I think it's something we're going to see a lot more with. Especially with three ball playing center backs. So, what are your final thoughts uh, of the game? Um. Well, we didn't really learn anything new. I think we just got reassured, and a lot of fans were worried about Murata's, you know, disappearance in the Tottenham game, but I think he more than redeemed himself. I didn't think he had a perfect game. I don't even think he had put in a man of, man of the match performance. But that's just a testament to how good I think he is. Like I really rate him, and I'm re- and I'm really excited to see what what has to come.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, my biggest surprise was how how Fabregas played. I think that him getting his first goal of the season, I mean, you could see his his reaction from that goal. Like you know, the smile and the wave. I mean, that guy was was really excited to get back in there and just uh, you know finally get another goal this season. Uh, I really, I, I didn't expect much from him today, and I, he—I mean, sorry—this past week, and he proved me wrong, and I'm really happy. Well, about apparently,
0: that. he saw his kids up in the stands celebrating his goal too. That's what made him do like that. Oh, like, it's like really like, cute. Like, like hey guys, like, hey. I'm like, how does he? Who could he possibly be waving? I thought for? it was
1: cute. I thought it was funny. I liked yeah. it.
0: No, it was it, mm-hmm. it, a great match against an Everton side that definitely looked leggy after the Europa yeah. League fixture. It was a good win. You know, it's the scoreline. Was very. Uh, it, did, it wasn't it, a it, it didn't tell the story. It, it should have nil. been. It should have been four-zero. But those um, kinds some uh, news and rumors. Yes. So big, big news and rumors. So, I mean, no surprise really. I mean, We've we been all saw it this for
1: a long time.
0: Alex Oxley Chamberlain Arsenal um, agreed a fee with Chelsea. So now the only thing left to determine is personal terms, and apparently, um, it's reported that the medical is going to take place in the English camp during. The, this international break um which by the way there are way too many international breaks man (laughs) like this happens every year you wait all summer long to get the premier league back and then it finally comes back and once it's in (laughs) you this is the best premier league weekend yet like if you're looking like if you're looking at you know well, it was a best weekend, weekend for me because Arsenal lost and Tottenham tied. So exactly. it was like, of yeah. course, yeah. it's for a good us, it was the best weekend. For possible. Us it was the best weekend, but no, but like if Man had United
1: f- lost. That would have been great, but Man United, the Man
0: United game was entertaining. The Man City game was very entertaining mm-hmm. against against Bournemouth. Seeing Raheem Sterling get sent off too was funny, but you know, just going back, like I hate the international break. Like, <laughs> I hope it goes away and never comes back, but I know it's going to be back in like two more weeks. All right, back
1: to ox, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um i mean, I learned i learned something very uh important uh this is my first lesson you know as a new podcaster uh, i probably should avoid talking trash about players that were very like highly linked uh to us. get because yeah. now you know you're never I, a fan I, of him i really and i it, it holds true i never really liked ox i mean he's been he's been the next big thing for the past five years um <laughs> maybe it's you know it's wanger's fault that he hasn't been able to what it. arsenal
0: player in the last 10 years has ever come along and not been the next big thing quote unquote i know they're all i mean they, they love to, to say that but yeah. i mean like I, remember when callum chambers was the next big thing
1: i do remember that mm. but not many people probably not many should people. <laughs> now he's
0: playing nacho monreal as a center back instead of callum chambers but anyways and,
1: and for me like I think I do I'll give him a chance. I, I, yeah. I mean he has talent. He's he's really, really fast. Um, you know, he's got the raw talent. He it's actually the has the most
0: take ons completed That's in the Premier League this season. Interesting. So, so and it's a right wing back. Yeah, so. and
1: you know, and I I don't know if he's actually better than Victor Moses, but the thing I do like about this this you know move and Antonio Conte has talked about it, but this upcoming month especially, we have a lot of fixtures that we have to look at, mm-hmm. and it's so important to have the depth and to give our guys the you know the right amount of rest. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, putting aside my dislike for the player and, you know, in my opinion, like I should we shouldn't look at him and think, oh, you know, maybe he's the next one. You know, he's not going to be in my opinion, but there's still a possibility. But the good thing that he brings is that he brings depth to the team. He gives uh you know, Conte the opportunity to rest players and then mm-hmm. I mean he, he could he doesn't only have to play in wing back, he can also play yeah. as a winger and you know He can play
0: as a center mid too. Yeah, he so, played a little bit of center mid for England and he looked decent so, at it.
1: So, you know, he he can fill in for a lot of different players and that's that's crucial.
0: I think it's a good pickup. I'm like I said it before, I'm all for it. Um, but, but don't think that he's the next big thing. No, that's no, all no, I no, gotta no. Say. no, no, no. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I never say even it. like that's never even crossed my mind. Like, but I think I'm eventually, thinking,
1: I thought maybe that I, I hated him so much, and I thought this way because he was, he was on Arsenal. Arsenal. That's exactly why. So I mean, maybe you look at Arsenal's squad, so it might actually... be a little bit like biased for me to think that. But... Arsenal
0: squad actually has talent. They're just Arsenal players. Like that's the only problem.
1: Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so I think we said enough about Ox, but this is one that's, this next one's one that's really interesting, very, yeah, it's, it's odd. So
1: this team is in depth, desperate need for a new striker. Yeah. uh,
0: So Diego Costa to Everton on loan reportedly is a high possibility. mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, he's been, Kicking and screaming like a little bitch, how he wants to go back to Atletico and how he's you know homesick and whatever. Mm-hmm. Atletico can't buy him because they'll have to register him to Everton if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he so, won't be able to play for the national team, right? If he's not, no, he he's technically no. I think he could still play for the national team.
1: I I'm think there's sure. there's some
0: issue with this whole or Is that why David Villa got called up? I heard that David Villa got called up just to spite Diego Costa. <laughs> I think be actually hilarious. Yeah,
1: I think I think there is an issue as far as this this ordeal and whether he can play for the national team or not. Um, but I don't know. I gotta look. But, gotta look I, into that. Yeah, but I yeah, but I I I think that Diego Costa to Everton because I mean it, it was very apparent this past week they really really missed Lukaku. And you know, of course,
0: having he Wayne was, Rooney back he was is responsible nice. for half their goals and assists yeah. last season.
1: I mean, Wayne Rooney is you know he's 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 fun to have on your yeah. team and all, but I mean he's not going to be that premier uh, striker. And
0: well, Rooney's been Rooney looked like he was playing like a similar role to Sesk last yeah. game, where like he just kind of did whatever the hell he wanted, and he, I mean, it's really obvious that Kuman has that team set up around Wayne Rooney, mm-hmm. like he's clearly the focal point. But
1: and I'd like to see like I mean. I kind of want Diego Costa out of the Premier he... League, but it would be nice to like play against him and then have here's, him be able
0: to play you know, beat he, him. Here's why I'm for it. So we already played Everton. Uh-huh. We probably won't play him again until after January. That's one. Two is that he is a big game player, and he'll score in a lot of the big games. So like they still have to play United. They still have to play Tottenham. They still have to play Arsenal and Liverpool. Those are all games where Diego Costa feasts, you know mm-hmm. like he he relishes that the mo- those moments and on a on an everton team that's actually decent now, throwing a striker like Diego costa in there i mean that, that makes things interesting it's It's a good move for us because we're not worried about everton becoming this super powerhouse that's gonna mm-hmm. you know challenge for top four or even for the league. It's not like that. But this is a team that could nick a couple points off the other side,
1: exactly. And we
0: already played Everton. So I think the
1: the better the league is overall, you know, the the, this, the better it is for us.
0: I think there's, I I I think it's more than just a matter of Everton being like, hey, we'll pay his wage bill, we'll take him aboard. It's more than that. Chelsea knows, you know, he's going to be playing against a lot of the other clubs that you know are going to give us issues. Yeah, and like
1: like you said, we we already we just played him this past week, so we won't mm-hmm. see him for a while. It's a great point,
0: you know. I know... We're going to talk about Fernando Llorente next. And this is a very interesting one to me. Because we've been linked on and off with this guy for so long. And I honestly I think it's finally me. going to happen. You know, it's rumored that we're going to put in a $15 million bid for him. A dollar, pound, whatever. You know, pound. pound. <laughs> we're going to put in this $15 million pound bid. That's a lot of money for a 32-year-old. And Swansea is really gonna be like hey let's sell them it's 15 million mm-hmm. like they're gonna go after wilfred boney too so they're gonna have three strikers and they don't have champions league they're only gonna be playing in three cup competitions and one of them they don't have to worry about until december yeah, yeah, they should take it they got our boy tammy who scored his first goal this week yeah i love it i love it too but you know a guy who's worked with conte before yeah um he's a he's a proven player he has a lot of pedigree in European and, football. He, and
1: he scored a lot of goals when he played at Juventus. Yeah, for, for uh, how much he played, again, he scored a lot for
0: his age. He's a great player and
1: probably be, one of the be best. Our probably... second best striker. I mean, he's not going to be our. <laughs> he's mean, not going to be our premier
0: guy. We're yeah. talking about him like he's a not You don't, he's, waste, he's, he's you don't replacement. You don't waste any time. Just pouncing on <laughs> Batshuayi, huh? I, but <laughs> he's our second best striker. So <laughs> that's be, all I'm going to say. Before we. <laughs> Before we just end this segment, you know, just to remind everyone, the Blues are expected to make a move for Danny Drinkwater. Still, apparently, that's still on. They're claiming we're gonna get three more signings. Dan- Dan- bringing on Danny one. Drinkwater
1: is just gonna be is gonna be. Another interesting addition in this uh, Ces Fabregas battle for midfield. You know, I mean, it's already it's more difficult enough of us bringing bakioko and then if we bring in Danny Drinkwater as well, it's gonna put a lot of more competition well, on him.
0: Danny Drinkwater has to know if he comes into this side, he's not gonna be first, second, or third choice center mid. He's gonna be a, a role player. He's just gonna be chasing titles. But it's weird because he's not at that age where. T- players typically leave. He's at the peak of his powers. He's I think he can contribute. He is gonna know. contribute. Oh definitely. And I think he'll start like a bunch of games. He's too. gonna he's gonna hit our homegrown quota for one. Him and Ox. They're very two smart purchases in that sense. I mean when you look at our our team
1: last last week, we literally I mean you count Victor Moses, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Our, we didn't have any British players playing. I mean the, yeah. literally none. besides Victor Moses. Yeah. So. And for those
0: of you that don't know, Victor Moses plays for the Nigerian national team, but yeah. he has and English passports. So. Yeah, that's what's why I'd say yeah. technically. Technically, but, he's homegrown.
1: But well, like, we had Gary Cahill. It, it's, it is, it's just kind of interesting, like, you know, like how they'd be supporting like the uh, you know, English team and then like, having yeah. them have all like you know different European players. I mean, like
0: I said, Drinkwater and Oxley chamberlain they hit that quota for one. And two, they're going to be really good. They're good additions to the squad as a whole. I don't expect Drinkwater to compete for a starting spot. But he understands uh you know, a rainy Wednesday night at Stoke. Like he mm-hmm. he understands the, the importance of games like that. And he's a he's a title winner too. Let's Yeah, like, don't and, forget and,
1: that. And you know, played and playing with Angolo Conte. Yeah. Those two together
0: that, that you know, that won the title, them yeah, two together. It really did. So um we're going to talk more about transfers in next week's podcast. Um yeah, we have like a end of the transfer
1: window pod. By the time we we post this, it will be like 2 days until the transfer window. So,
0: yeah, um, Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, um let's Listen. talk let's talk a uh, Champions League. Let's do it. We have the draw. So, um we drew Atletico Madrid, Roma and Carabag. Um, yeah, I
1: didn't know anything about them. Uh, look them up. Azerbaijani. You're
0: native Azerbaijan. Well,
1: yeah, I've got a little bit of Azerbaijan blood in me. So,
0: I mean, I'm going to be running for them for a little bit, but, uh, they're not going to pick up a single point in this group. (laughs) It's really sad. Like the champions league's funny like that because you'll have like three or four, you'll have like two big teams, two like mega clubs in a group. You'll have one, like, you know well-known European club mm-hmm. and then you'll have a club from like a random place like there's like a th- th- like like a club from Belarus or well, a club from like actually Karbog they
1: they beat Anderlecht in uh Europa League 2 years ago and they drew with Monaco so are you serious yeah so i mean they're not uh... you know not a complete joke but in this i mean when you're looking up you know going up against Atletico AS and us you know, let let's start talking about the other teams.
0: Okay, so <laughs> like we we've definitely spent way too much time talking Dwarf, about Carabao. So yeah. <laughs> you know, before we start, what were your initial thoughts um, when you saw the when you saw this draw? Why can't we be Liverpool? That is a <laughs> crazy
1: easy group. I know, I know. They got they lucked out, and I mean, so did Man City. They got a pretty easy group as well. Um, but obviously, Atletico they. Always, always have success in Champions League. It seems um, Roma. They they're not exactly the team that they were last season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, still, you know, very challenging squad, and you know, it's not necess- It's not one of those groups where I feel like it's a lock. Like we definitely are going to be making it out of the group. I I still obviously think that you know we're the best team in the group and we should make it out, mm-hmm. but. It's not. I, I. There's still like a small chance that we can get upset. Um.
0: They,
1: like they, it's not a group where I just pretty much like can't have to throw that idea out the window. You know.
0: When I saw our group, I. I freaked out because Atletico Madrid's record in a Champions League is absolutely outrageous. It's crazy. I don't know. And Roma is nothing to shrug. You know, nothing to shrug at. So. Mm-hmm. When I saw our group, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a hard group. And then I looked at all the other groups and I thought, hmm. Well, at least we're not Tottenham. <laughs> at I mean, least we're not Tottenham. They got them.
1: fucked with their group. Oh, yeah. Real Madrid, Dortmund, and...
0: But, like, going back to what you said about Man City, like, just a really quick point. I know it's not a Man City pod, but that's not an easy group. Yeah, Shakhtar,
1: Schoen- Don G- Napoli.
0: Making, making that trip to the Ukraine, it sucks, and our weather sucks. And people... <laughs> yeah. Historically, people have a hard time. Man City has a hard time going to Russia and Ukraine and playing. Uh-huh. Um, last year they had a hard time playing against, was it CSKA, I think? And then Feyenoord's not an easy place to play at. It's not easy to go to Naples either. I mean, that's a, that's a decent group, Mm -hmm. but going back to, um, our group, you know, we should start with Atletico because they're obviously the big, Mm -hmm. the big worry in this group. I honestly think they're going to win the group just because of their Champions League experience. Um, but
1: obviously, you know, what Diego Simeone brings to the, to the table,
0: you know, when we fired Jose, I was praying that we go after Diego Simeone to be completely honest. Yeah. But the only problem is he doesn't speak a lick of English. So yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, but you know, Atletico is never an easy place to go it's never easy to go it was never easy to go to the vicente calderon mm-hmm. um they're they're they built a new stadium and you know
1: that can either be a good
0: thing or a bad thing it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough either way because let's be honest as a chelsea fan and we've seen atletico fans before they have some of the most passionate fans and one of the most hostile environments yeah for home matches i mean
1: when you, when you are in a city where you know your big brother's Real madrid you gotta you gotta put up a strong front
0: yeah <laughs> and, they've, and they've actually been holding their own in oh, that yeah. sense, oh yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Diego Simeone so you know you already know i rate him i he's one of the best young managers in the world um you know he's he's huge in terms of organization and defense first mm-hmm. he has that siege mentality um how do you think the matchup between him and Conte is gonna fare? Because that's, because those are two of the best young managers in, in European mm-hmm. football, just going at it with two completely different styles.
1: I think that uh, Diego Simeon is gonna be emphasizing a little bit more on the physicality, because I mean he always does. Yeah. Uh, Conte is more about the um like, the the the, the stature, like keeping it you know, the keeping a tight shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. It's it's definitely like two juxtaposed play styles and they're pretty polarizing. But um, you know it's gonna be definitely fun watching them scream on the sideline. Yeah. You only know, like got the team. They're definitely one of the I mean two, two most passionate
0: managers. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love Diego Simeone personally. And going back to what you said, he is very physical. So like, you know you know and I know his order is gonna be four four two keep it nice and tight. Yeah. Don't let anyone through and any one-on-ones, kick the hell out of the other team's player and take that tactical card, right? Yeah. That that that's what he's going to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, he always does. And, and this is
0: and this is pretty much more or
1: less like the same team squad that they've been rolling with the past two seasons. Yeah.
0: I mean, and they've had that transfer ban, so we know exactly what they're going to throw at us. It's not like they're going to come in with any surprises in the transfer window you yeah. know, in the next coming days. So
1: You know, obviously, they got Antoine Griezmann. I think almost everyone who's listening should have an idea of, you know, how great he actually is. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got the pace, the technical ability, the way he he, he is able to finish.
0: He's definitely...
1: What was that? I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, well, lately,
0: he's been dropping off as a number 10. Uh Uh-huh. And he's actually doing a damn good job at it. So, he's going to have that license to roam wherever the hell he wants against us. Mm -hmm. And that's a big worry for me because, you know, yes, there's world class talent in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying the Premier League doesn't have you know the same talent as other leagues. But Antoine Griezmann came third in Ballon d'Or voting. Mm-hmm. The guy's the real deal, and, yeah, and it, this is course. a mega star. Um, and I'm really curious to see how it, how it plays out and how we're gonna match up against him because he's he's not big. He doesn't muscle you up, but he's just – he's so silky. Yeah. He's so silky. He's pacey. And we're not used to facing that type of striker. Usually in the Premier League, you deal with speed only or you deal with physicality only or poachers. You don't deal with someone who has more than one elite striker ability in Mm -hmm. their locker. And that's what's going to be interesting to see when we play Atletico. Um, and uh, another player that's like really coming to his own, and I really enjoy
1: watching him play is Yannick Carrasco, the young uh, Belgian.
0: He's been linked to Chelsea, and every single time I've seen a link of him, I'm like, oh my god! He's really coming to his own, and yeah.
1: and also obviously Jose Jimenez. I mean, the one of their young players. He's already has two goals this season as a defender. I mean, yeah, he's really a... dangerous
0: from set pieces. Uruguayan man, th- th- those Latin American center backs are just. They, they go into every challenge with just no remorse and no regard for safety. Mm-hmm. You know, like the other player's safety. Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? Like, at least for Atlético. Yeah, not for us. <laughs> I mean, not, we have a South American defender who, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, David Luiz puts in a couple of dirty challenges. Yeah, like, he, he, well, that's for not. Sure he does. Yeah, but um, I, that's not all. The things we have talked about is not what I'm worried about so far. What I'm worried about is their Champions League record in the past. This is one of the most consistent Champions League teams that we have seen in the last ten years. They always qualify for the knockout stages and they always make a deep run. Whether they make you know whether they make the semifinals or the quarters or the actual finals. Or the actual final um, they're just dangerous in, in, in every aspect of the word like you know remember the real madrid final sergio ramos you know headed in in stoppage time yeah they were literally a minute and a half away from beating real madrid in have been huge i was
1: at your house the for Champions that league final.
0: yeah i remember that was a that was a huge huge loss for them but again their league form isn't great but it's nothing to scoff at because they have veterans on their side they have experience and they get the job done when it comes down to Champions League. When this team wants to play, they're one of the toughest sides to beat in European football. Mm-hmm. So... It's going to be... Th- yeah, there's definitely going to be The 4-2-4 a four one. reverse the 3-4-3, man. It's going to be interesting to see. But I honestly think the 3-4-3 could be the kryptonite to that 4-4-2 mm-hmm. because...
1: They don't see much of it.
0: They don't see much of it, for one. And, you know, and Simeone likes to play, you know, very condensed. And the 3-4-3... Is designed to utilize every blade of grass on the pitch, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I expect to see a three-five-two going into this game against Atletico, just because Fabregas could pull the strings at the number ten. Right. I think it'll come in handy, but I think we should move on to the Antonio Rudiger Derby next. <laughs> so yeah. we play We play Roma, AS Roma. Um, again, another very very good european side definitely with,
1: not the same squad
0: that they were last year
1: you know whether they got second in syria um but
0: still a very yeah, they very got rid good of one of their main defenders they got rid of Mohammed salah who's now at liverpool mm, toti's retirement Totti's obviously you know, his, his, his experience managing, yeah. yeah they're
1: He's, still you know a lot especially you could see them this past week um, obviously, you know they have Edin Dzeko, who you know, was the leading goal scorer in Serie A last on year. On his
0: Man City for me yeah, he
1: scored again uh, this past week against Inter. Mm-hmm. Um, but 29 goals in Serie A last year. Yeah, but you know, I watched that game and they looked really good for about 20 minutes, and then Inter just blew them up. And um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on their new manager, uh, Di Francesco, because um, obviously. You know Roma, their fans, they, they they expect a lot from their team, and mm-hmm. you know after being so close to making that jump, and then to see AC Milan do what they have done this Absolutely past summer,
0: obliterate the transfer market. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's
1: it's. I think that you know Roma fans, they they want to see them do well. This, yeah, um, you know they have a really really good
0: midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, why don't we talk about that? Yeah. I I want to I want to go in depth about this midfield because on paper this is this looks like one of the best midfields in europe one of the better midfields in europe mm-hmm. maybe not the best but one of definitely one of the better ones they're, yeah they're top class so you know we go into our first player honestly. so it's rajan angle and, and this is a guy who chelsea's been linked with conte has publicly said you know we've been targeting him mm-hmm. He actually assisted Jekko's
1: goal this this past weekend. You see what he did. It was really...
0: This is one of those players that just does everything. There's nothing that he's bad at, and there's nothing that he's elite at besides you know putting in hard challenges and running forever.
1: I mean, when you see okay, like I think of him, I I think of him as like you know a, more of a defender, like a box to box, you know. A, as a midfielder, but the, when you see him, he's the, he's he's probably one of the best box to box midfielders in the world. Yeah, and then when yeah. you see him making, you know, taking these long shots and you know scoring a lot of them, and also making chance for other players, he like it's, a, it's 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 crazy to see him do stuff like that. He has
0: a cannon. Uh huh. Um, but like I said, he does it. He he get, he's he's like an eight. He's like an eight out of ten every every single time he <laughs> plays. Like like you said, he has a long shots. He's super powerful. He rides challenges. He gives challenges. He's basically there in Golo Conte, um, mixed in with a little bit of attacking flair. Really, really solid player. I love him. I like his attitude. Um, but again, he's loyal to Roma, and I wish he was at Chelsea, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Their next no, player in their yeah. midfield is Daniele De Rossi. Yeah, who... Speaking of loyal to Roma, another long-time Roma player. Roma legend in a lot of you know in a lot of their fans books but it's extremely experienced
1: mm-hmm.
0: um he played a lot of his career at center back so he's very very defensive minded but i think this can possibly be their kryptonite um heading into this game with us he is old he's oh, getting yeah. old 34 years old um so you know legs is one thing especially if we have a midfield with bakioko and Conte in it just running around everywhere like yeah, it's gonna be edge, hard you know? for him to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. And we do play an up tempo, an up tempo style um, when we have possession. So, but he's he's also very prone to silly cards. Oh yeah. So if we could get on and that. I think, skin, I think
1: that has to do also with the age and him not being able to get completely under. You know.
0: Well, he's always been a hothead. His whole career, he's been known as a guy who puts in a stupid ass challenge every now and then. I love Daniel De Rossi.
1: But um, he's, he's a fun player. To watch. They
0: also have Kevin Strootman, who's you know he came off his injury last year he looked decent um it looks like Great he's addition. returning into some form long ball master very very technically gifted he's he's a tactician in a lot of ways um he's basically their guy that pulls the strings in that midfield again a midfield three of Strutman, De Rossi and and Nengolin is nothing to scoff at that's 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 tough a very physical midfield so there's no doubt in my mind that Conte is gonna go three five two against them as well. Because we need that extra body in the midfield who could just make heads roll. Yeah. Um Ngolo just Ngolo Conte in this game is not gonna do be enough because chances are one of them is gonna be shadowing N'Golan mm-hmm. the whole entire time because that guy does not stop running. Um but I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more, Sam, about Ed and Dzeko. Yeah. So twenty nine goals in the serie A last year. Um when we play him, when we play against them, it's it's obvious he's probably gonna try and feast on Aspillagueta's side, right? Yeah, like very similar. It's very similar to the way um, Tottenham did it against us last year, where mm-hmm. they put Dele Alli and Harry Kane on Aspie's side. Um, he's a scary striker. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. And he's and he knows how to play against Premier League sides. And then another
1: player that uh, has been in really good form this past year, Just I mean, they've played two games, but Diego Perotti, yeah. the Argentinian. Uh, he played really well this past weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I think that him and Dzeko together up front uh, is really, it, it's really dangerous because we did talk about how good their midfield is, and um, normally when we talk about a team like that, we can say like, you know, but the, but they're there's you know their forwards aren't as good, but they do have they have a very scary uh, attack as well. So. Well, they
0: got the addition of Patrick Schick too from Fiorentina. Uh huh. And just today, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, Skaka put out a stat. Um, he he contributed 11 goals and three assists last season. Um, that's a goal or an assist every 107 minutes in the Serie A. So n- again don't take these guys for granted. They're going to give us a fight. This group is not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, besides Karabagh. I mean, I think that's a lock. We know nothing about them, Jon Snow. Right? Jon Snow or Agar Targaryen? Or Agar Targaryen. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Well, I think that's a good spot to like kind of t- wrap this podcast up because... Um, it was probably the worst podcast we made so far, huh? Yeah.
1: I'll, you think it was our best or our worst? <laughs> I mean – I, I wasn't I, listening. Sorry. I, I,
0: I, I, I stop
1: listening usually when after the 50-minute mark.
0: Oh, gotcha. Well, I think that's a good time to sign off. Again, um, great feedback um, within the Chelsea fan community. You guys have been awesome so far for those of you that have been listening. Um, tweet at us, uh, at Romans Empire Pod. Or email us, um, romansempirepod at gmail.com. And also, you know, we've been
1: sharing uh, mostly the SoundCloud link, but we're also on iTunes. So if you look us up on Mm -hmm. iTunes, you can subscribe to us. And I think that's the best way for you to keep up with uh, every time we post a new episode.
0: Yeah, we only have one review on iTunes, and it's something about our sound quality. Yeah, we've we've improved. We've tried to improve it, but again, like... Come on, give us a break. It's our first time doing a Yeah, you know, the the more you guys
1: listen to us, the more money we'll be able to make and the better mics we'll be able to make.
0: All right, so uh, (laughs) we're going to sign out because your ears are probably bleeding by now. So uh, keep the blue flag flying high.